now is the time, she would say to herself, when without doing anything violent, I can show the meaning of all this. Virginia Woolf. Carol Marks is a native Hoosier and studied theater at the University of Indianapolis. She has written about a hundred poems that she is willing to read out loud to other people, and one of them has been published. She has enjoyed reading to receptive audiences throughout the Midwest for 15 years. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. Carol, what poems have you brought for us today? On not writing poems for a year. I don't know why the self-amused spirit that sends poetry through me has been asleep or has been camping out on Browning Mountain or has gone to France for half a year or more, leaving me here leaving me to my own devices, some of which, as devices go, are not working all that well. And it's going to take more than WD-40 and duct tape to fix them. My muse, if I have one, which at the moment I doubt, might be leaning up against a tall glass doorway at the Art Institute of Chicago, filing her nails and cracking her chewing gum. She is on the lamb, maybe because I accused her once of being petty and affected and trite. She's collecting unemployment, but waiting for me to call. She'd much rather work than stand around. I should call her. We could write poetry, the cathartic kind that helps you process loss and grief and anger and despair. I could use the help. It takes a lot of energy to set it up. Sort out some metaphors that aren't too mixed. Compare the morning to something shiny that no one has mentioned yet. Turn over some rocks to see what is there, hoping it's inspiration, like a long-lost ruby or a golden key, and not something pale and slimy with eyes too big for its face. Silence. I woke at three this morning. The fan had switched off in the open window. All the neighbor's dogs were sleeping. All the birds sat, eyes closed, on their nests, on a wire, on a branch, breathing silently through slightly open beaks. The crickets were too chilly to cheep. The silence was so black and velvety and deep, I wanted to go outside, listen while it lasted. But I rolled over into another dream. All I can do. In the city, it is all I can do to stay, to resist turning tail, running back to the woods as quick as I can go. It is all I can do to keep my balance with several thousand people in my personal space at any given minute, all talking on their phones at once. It is all I can do to appear civil and pleasant when everything around me looks, smells, and sounds just plain wrong. I don't believe I am tame enough to stay in the city for long. A new notebook. I thought... Maybe I'll write something interesting if I get a new notebook. I could write on the cover, This Book Belongs To, or Poems for a New Day, or Private, Keep Out. A fresh new notebook, inviting blank pages to fill up, morning after morning with compostable material, until finally something grows up out of the pages, a green stem of measured phrases growing faster than Jack's beanstalk. Lucky and wild. There's a little old coyote in the backyard scouting for a two-rabbit lunch, crouched behind the elm tree in the whiskey-tall grass, waiting and sniffing the breeze. 
Watching at the window, I'm happy he is thinning out the eaters of my lettuces and snap peas. Life is such a restaurant. I hope my neighbor's sheepdog is scanning the meadow for this coyote's brother. Coyote in the backyard, on the edge of memory, I can't decide. Is coyote here to trick me? Wake me up with a yippee tie, I owe. Tell me a joke or tell me the truth and make me feel lucky and wild. You've been listening to the poetry of Carol Marx on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rabinistorsi. <laughs> so you've been writing poetry for quite a while. Yes. Yes. I have um, been writing since I was a teenager. By the way, teenagers always write poems, you know. But um, I have spells of being able to write and spells of not being able to write, the way a lot of folks do. But I have enjoyed it. It's, it's so economical. Writing a poem to try to say something is a good exercise for someone like me because I tend to give people more information than they want. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's a practice in, in kind of editing down your thoughts. It is. It is kind of a discipline. And I enjoy imagery, comparing things, feelings to unusual aspects of nature or emotional states. It serves a purpose in my life that's probably not completely evident to me. Okay. (laughs) Was there a time when you... um wanted to do this as a profession or as a full-time endeavor? I've always written, but I've never entertained the thought that I might actually make a living doing it. I very seldom submitted my poems for publication, and I'm in trouble with my friends for not doing so. I should probably work on that. I guess because of my life circumstances, I've just really had to get up and go to work and didn't have the kind of encouragement or direction in my early adulthood to say, you might be able to make a living this way. (laughs) So lots of wonderful poets or teachers. I taught for some years before starting a family, and the teaching that I did was so comprehensively consuming because I taught theater that there wasn't any time to write then. And then the children came, and there wasn't any time to write then. So I think um, my assumption that I didn't have time is more a lack of discipline than reality. If I, want, you know, <laughs> if I wanted to get up at 5 o'clock and write poetry, then I would. <laughs> well, but there are so many choices we all yeah, have to make. Yeah, there are. There are. Um, but um, these sets of poems, were these recent poems, or when did you write these? I think the oldest of these poems is probably from 2009, although the one about all the towns along along the highway telling the towns is from 2004. So I believe I've written all these between 2004 and now. The poem about uh, not writing poems is from June of this year. <laughs> I was struck by that one. Yeah, yeah that was pretty powerful. Have you been (laughs) able to write since? (laughs) I have been able to write since. That was kind of a breakthrough. Writing about not writing was useful. So I have. 
I have written a few things, and um, I'm satisfied with some of them. One of my wonderful writing teachers said, don't think about whether it's excellent, whatever you're writing. Just keep writing because it's, it's compost. This is material that will grow something later. And so you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to be excellent every day. Just write every day. <laughs> yeah, it's like a practice. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I was struck by the imagery and, well, they're, they almost seem like very vivid memories from childhood. Were those mm-hmm. memories or were those kind of a fictional construction of, of different things in childhood? I always say my poems are true because they are based on my experience. Some of the way I interpret my memories may be fantasy, but everything that I read about today happened to me either in reality or in my mind. The way you interpret what happens to you sometimes comes through in the poem. I'm I'm very impressed because I'm I'm hitting a point in my life where um, the vividness of of some of those ages just the memories just aren't there. They're dull, or I don't remember the the detail that yeah. that you seem to recall in yours. I wrote a bunch in 2010 about childhood and about especially the years that I spent in a little small town south of Fort Wayne in my teenagerhood. And strangely, the impetus for writing that poetry was being reconnected to my childhood friends on Facebook. And (laughs) it seems really odd to think of that. But the fact was talking with them again after so many years brought up all this stuff that I didn't even know was there, remembering riding our bikes all over the place and remembering walking around town again, just this constant stalking the town and and the way we killed time in the summer when we were teenagers. It just all came back. And so I wrote a bunch of this stuff and then one of them called me and said, well, you know, it's our 35th high school reunion in October. And so I made a book for a bunch of them when I went up for the reunion. It was really fun. It's very fulfilling to find the right way to put words together that bring smiles to people's faces, that make it memorable. Uh, I read some poems to a group of friends earlier this summer, and it was in a coffeehouse-style setting, and I came up to the mic and I said, there were lots of folks there that I didn't know, and I said, I have written all the poems I'm about to read to you. And then I read for about 10 minutes. And later somebody said, someone I didn't know well, said, you know, when you said you had written all the poems you're going to read to us, usually when someone says that, I look for the door. Because I'm afraid it's going to be unbelievably maudlin and scary. And I said, well, I have written poems like that. (laughs) But I don't generally burden other people with them. I'm gone blank. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I've enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it.